Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios at Ironmonger Brewing in Marietta, Georgia. And I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Brian Hewitt. This week we're talking with Sam Cruz, the co-owner of Louisville, Kentucky's Against the Grain Brewery. Sam, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you. And Sam, we have some fellows here that uh, you probably know, a little surprise guest this week. I believe there's a little collaboration action going on with you guys. We have Fish Scales and Skinny DeVille from Nappy Roots and Atlantucky Brewing. What's yeah, going yeah, on? Good. good to see you guys. What up, Sam? How you doing? Sure. I mean, thank you all for having us, too. Beer Guys Radio is always Absolutely. a pleasure. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. And we'll guys. talk a little more about your collab and what's going on cool. with you guys here in just we a little bit. We're just going to hang so. out and have a few drinks. That sounds like a good, that's what we like to do, man. It Absolutely. sounds like a perfect plan. Cool. So another busy beer week. You know, not too busy for me. I, t- I had a good time, but I took it a little easy overall. Went out last weekend, went to a Jekyll's anniversary party. Sure. They had 55 beers on tap. That's an insane number of beers. How many of those did you try? Uh, 54. I missed okay. one of them. But I don't know which one, one it was. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, they had a, a mango pony ride, a mango pale ale that I really enjoyed. Was it the mango or guava? Guava. guava. It, was it was guava. guava. Thanks. Yeah. You're right, Brian. It was guava. Yeah. It was. So enjoyed that. Had a little barbecue. Went down, had some barbecue, and got something that I, had, I don't get to do very often anymore. Uh, went by and had a cigar. Went to one of my old favorite cigar shops, sat down there, and uh, had a cigar and just relaxed. Brian, how was your week? So mine was eventful. I also went to Jekyll, and, uh, you know, I like that guava pony ride, but I didn't tell you, I was there until fairly late, and the ones that really spoke to me were their anniversary IPAs. They had, a, they had an, um, it was an Alpha, Bravo, and Charlie, and I think okay. all of them would do exceptionally well if they were put into distribution, but that Bravo was on point. That was point. delightful. Yeah, you doubled down. You like, oh yeah. You went to the fa- went to the anniversary, yes. drank a bunch of beer, then went and loaded with <laughs> barbecue and cigars, yes. Yes. and then round two time. Right? And I mean, as long as I was back there again, close by, I'm like, yeah, all right. I've got some tickets. I'll Mine's go back well. in. And uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I found some uh, Sweetwater's 420 strain G13 IPA on tap in my area over in Brookhaven. Okay. Checked out a new place. Was really excited about that. Got that in. Got a little Red Brick in Bloom IPA, which I had missed before. Was pretty excited about that. And I continued my drink or drain pour exploration of the older beers in my cellar, Tim. Okay, how's that going? Uh, So I I think I got one or two out of a six-pack of old Flying Dog beers. Uh, The the lighter ones did not age well. No surprise. Not their fault. My fault. But their Pearl Necklace Chesapeake Stout held up really well after four or five years. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, did you get into anything interesting up there in Kentucky? Uh, yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, and oddly enough, I drank soda beer this weekend. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I had a bunch of Coors Lights. Um, 
<laughs> Ooh. Don't get too wild there, man. Uh, uh, my, my, my girlfriend and I did some yard work and, uh, I had, I, I, she works for Goodwood Brewing here in, in Louisville. So I had a bunch of beers from them. And then of course, some of my own from against the grain. And then we made the, the fatal mistake of going out to meet some friends on the boat at about 1130 at night. And that's where the chorus light hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's you know when you go out at that time, you know it's it's bad news right there, right? Uh, yeah. The next day it was. Why did we do that? I why? Want, I wanted to ask, how often do you drink other beer outside of your own? And I guess you do a lot, apparently, according to you. All the night. time, yeah. I love the beer we brew, but I have it all the time. So I really like to try, like what's going on in the world. And then I'm I'm really at a place now where it kind of depends on what I'm doing, like. If I'm out working in the yard, I really, I mean, I'm not having stouts by somebody else. I'm, <laughs> who's making lager, you know? <laughs> sure. That's time for a London balling, if there yeah, ever was one. Right. Indeed. Yeah. You know, we hear from a lot of brewers here, though. You're so busy making your own beer, you don't always get a chance to get out and try all the others. So when you get a chance, you know, get out there and explore the other beers that you can. That's true. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I, I travel for sure. Skinny Scales, you guys get into any interesting beers this week? Uh, Actually, uh, we went to Scofflaw. Okay. First time stopping to Oh, yeah. Hollering at the guys over there, JP and everybody. Um, Had their, um, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> you can't. You, we'll be not at all. Them, so, yeah. <laughs> Let me just make a note here. Skinny, F- X, so. X, 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 yes, arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good, you know. Cause good cause, so um, that was interesting. No more than the normal that I consume as I okay. tour across the country, you know. So. Do what you do, right? Skills, how about you, man? Uh, pretty much the same, same thing, <laughs> same trip. Sky, gotcha. You know, I've been trying to get the sky flaw, um, since we hung out with them at Decatur Beer at the Festival, festival, right? And um, that that time we hung out at Decatur Beer Festival came all the way back around because we walked into a sky flaw and it's like, hold up, do we know anybody? Right. Do we know anybody? Yeah. And and our guy Joe. Joe Joe one of the brewers that you introduced me to uh, he seen we seen each other and we had a moment and from there on it was just all good how the talking Travis. with the owners yeah but just networking a year ago came all the way back around that's the way it goes yeah. man good stuff beer community is is good in Atlanta you know what Tim I think it's time for our beers of the week crack open the cold one it's the truck and tap beer of the week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Brian, we have an awesome selection of beers. We're against the grain. It's all about against the grain this week. So mm-hmm. we started off, we pre-gamed with their, uh, it's called Palm and... Uh, grab it. Palm and Grab It. Couldn't see the can there. It was turning on me, but Palm and Grab It. That was a really tasty beer. We've got just a ton of them, Brian. We have 35K. Nappy Roots brought a 70K that we're getting into the South. We have Stave It for Later, Maple Bakken Pastries, some Kentucky Ride Chicken, London Balling, uh, Barley Wine, which is unquestionably the best barley wine available. So I we're going to get into that. Uh, Common Noodlin. I don't know if I said that right. And uh, another pregame beer, we had New Realms Hazy Like a Fox. That sounds wonderful. Very good. So, Brian, let's uh, find out what's happening in the news. What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. All right. In some interesting local news, we've got the Department of Revenue rating a homebrewing meeting in Atlanta, Georgia, which is not even Atlanta, Georgia. It's over over in the northern suburbs, which is kind of weird and worse, actually, when you think about it. It's not a, a hub of traffic. This was reported on a local beer forum. Apparently, somebody tipped off the Department of Revenue or complained to them or whatever that a bottle share was taking place in a growler shop. So it wasn't a bottle share, but those do frequently happen at homebrew meetings. So it's hard to say what was really going on. 
And that bottle share in a growler shop is not actually legal in the state of Georgia or probably other states, Tim. Um, it was originally mentioned as though these were ATF agents coming in, which got us really excited. I'm like, how on earth does the, the ATF, feds, the feds how on are the Alder feds Club on maybe. this? And, uh, yeah, it's very weird. It's, it's strange. But uh, what you need to be aware of is your local laws regarding bottle shares, homebrews, and where you can drink and bring these things. Right. That's and very George, important. Georgia's law states that you cannot take homebrew into any facility that is otherwise licensed under the Alcohol Beverage Code. So a brewery, a growler, bottle shop, restaurant that serves alcohol, you are not allowed to transport homebrew in there. There's a lot of other regulations, and I know things vary state to state, uh, but I thought it was interesting that they're paying attention to that stuff, that they're going out there and, you know, going after homebrew homebrew clubs. You have to keep in mind, if you put it on, on social media, they are seeing these things and they are possibly acting on them, and you don't know. So this could be the tip of the iceberg at this point. Archaeologists have discovered the oldest direct evidence of beer in Mesopotamia. That we're talking about actual beer residue. They have known for a long time that beer was both available and important in, in the ancient world. It's in ancient writings, ancient drawings, but they haven't had much luck tracking down actual physical evidence. So these archaeologists have used a new technique, and they have discovered residue of 2,500-year-old 2, beer in clay cups in northern Iraq in a site called Kani Masi. So the evidence included both evidence of fermentation and barley together they mean beer and uh, by their powers combined yes by their powers combined they make beer by the power of beer skull we have the power uh the problem they had before in, in tracking these down really comes down to sunscreen sunscreen when people handle artifacts sunscreen will give false results okay. that indicate like wine was involved oh, i didn't know it's that chemical compound they're using all kinds of fun the you know, gas chroma uh chromatography. Okay. And they're using that to eliminate modern chemicals and, and comparing it to modern beer residue and they're using gloves and doing all that they've actually been able to find yeah, beer residue. You know, it yes. sounds like they keep finding out new info on older beers so it'll be interesting to see if they have continued developments in this. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break but we'll be back very soon to talk with Sam Cruz from Against the Grain Brewery. It's Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock and Alpharetta are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks daily, so that way you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and coming soon to Duluth in 2018. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. 
Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. For more great craft beer info, visit us on the web at beerguysradio.com. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios at Ironmonger Brewing, and we're talking with Sam Cruz from Against the Grain Brewery. Sam, once again, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. Oh, yeah, thank you. So we have just opened a beer here that I've been a big fan of for quite a while. I've actually recommended it to a lot of people, and I'm enjoying it again right now. We have London Balling. Oh, yeah. And this is a barley wine style ale. Barley wine, can you tell us a little bit about this beer? Uh, yeah, actually, it's it's got a it's actually got a really interesting story behind it. It's born of a project that my partner Jerry and I did when we were brewers for another brewery here in Louisville back in 2007, I want to say. We uh, we met this guy that people I think they know who he is. His name's Mickle. Mickle. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, er. he has a brewery in Denmark or well, a brewing company. And then he has them all over the place. There's a brewery called McKellar. I may have heard of I've that. Heard yeah. That. I think, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So we met him up in Chicago and quickly became friends. He sent an email. It would have been about around 2007 and said, Hey, we're I'm doing this project, this little bar in, in Copenhagen. Would you guys be interested in brewing a beer? for the launch of this project. We're like, yeah, sure. So he said, whatever you think is right. And we had always wanted to mess around with um, different wood aging or different, like just different effects on a barley wine, you know, and English barley wine specifically, because really like the only standard that you had at the time was as far as experimental stuff was that JW Lee's barley wine. So, Oh yeah. 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 And then you could get like a Calvados version of that in like scotch, you know, peated barrel or whatever, but I think it was like a Laphroaig or something like that. I remember that. Yeah. Those were cool back in the day. Really good beers, but like you just never, you never knew what you were going to get because it aged or had been like beat to hell on the ocean brought over to us in the U S. So, so we took that like we took that idea that we wanted to mess around with that and and did several different treatments on a, the same barley wine recipe that we'd been working with and really landed on this like sweet spot with bourbon barrels and barley wine and oddly enough the age of the bourbon is like the specific age statement for the bourbon barrel mattered as well so you know we messed around with that and landed on that spot and sent it out and that was the most popular one at the time so fast forward against the grain opens and we're like, well, let's, let's do a barley wine. Like we want to do one. And the only reason we wanted to do, wanted to do it was because of the name. <laughs> London. Balling. Just the name. Yeah. <laughs> we were wondering about that, about certain beers that were more inspired by the names we're, than the beers themselves. Yeah. We're kind of kicking around like, what's a good name for a beer and London balling came up and, and it's actually like, you know, there's the London calling reference, but all, but balling is degrees balling, which is a homebrew reference to the gravity of the beer. And oh, okay. London being that this is multi layered. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, well, what beer should we make? Will we go back to our library of like, what's the good that we've done in the world in the past? And it was like, oh yeah, well, one time we made this beer you know, that had this specific treatment of wood and and it was London balling. Um, And what, what makes it really special is that it's just a standard English barley wine. Like it's nothing crazy. You know, I I think 
anybody who can make a barley wine or can make it well can make that beer. But the barrels that it goes into, and this is not to discount the beer or anything like that, but marrying that specific flavor profile with the barrels makes sense. The barrels are are five year old, like they're young whiskey barrels. So you you want all the vanilla and all the like all the good things coming out of the barrel, out of the wood available for the beer as well. So we didn't go with some crazy. So you get more of that in a young whiskey barrel is what you're saying. Yeah. More of the vanilla, yeah. more of those more of those notes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we chose like we chose the right age statement barrel for that beer. And I think they just marry very well. We'll give a uh, a couple of these and you'll give a third definition to the ball and on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm already so. thinking of, you know, just doing it big in London. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's ready to go, huh? Absolutely. Sam, question for you. We want to talk a little bit about, of course, against the grain. And one of the first questions we had, location, something we find interesting. We talked to the guys not long ago at the Terrapin ATL Tap Room, which is located inside SunTrust Park, the Brave Stadium mm-hmm. here. And we kind of got to thinking about how many breweries are located in baseball stadiums. And there's very few. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are one of those, correct? You're inside the minor league stadium there in Louisville, right? That's right. Yeah, we're we're the southeast corner of the complex. Yeah. So being being attached to a baseball stadium, how does that impact the way you operate the brewery? I think you've got it wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think. Or how does the brewery <laughs> be in there operate? <laughs> Let's be corrected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've never thought of us as being attached to a baseball stadium. We've always thought of against the grain and there happens to be a baseball stadium attached to us. Okay. Um, and, and that's really oddly enough. That's kind of how you have to do it in Louisville. The story about how we got the location is fairly relevant to that. So my partners and I, when we're, we're looking to launch against the grain, you know, we had, we had done all the work we could, but we were severely underfunded and really severely inexperienced at the time of opening as far as running a business to get a space. And we had shopped the city for different locations and developers who would invest in us and help us build a building and all that. And to be quite like honest with you failed at every corner, nobody would do it. So against the grain was not going to launch anywhere else. Well, kind of like dumb luck, the planets align. We parked at Slugger Field to consolidate our vehicles, to go to a meeting, to have our, our you know, to be kicked in the stomach and told like, no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> and, and so we went back to our cars at Slugger Field and there was a bar there called Brownings. And we we're like, all right, let's go in and have a drink and talk it over. Well, Brownings was actually a brew pub and we're in there and we're having our, our beers, which were sadly, you know, I hate to say it, it was a brew pub with no beers brewed by the brew pub. There was PBR and some other stuff that like, okay. it was oh, not weird. Yeah. It was, it was really super weird, but we happened to look up and saw this really gorgeous brewery behind glass with the lights off and like purposely hidden. And then like the light bulb goes over your head and it's like, what's that? And then we start investigating more while we're sitting there having our, our uh, defeat beer. And it's like the food is bad. Uh, you know, I hate to, I don't want to knock Browning so much, but everything about being there kind of said like, this place is not doing well. So with, with, <laughs> with all the, the brash and like, you know, ridiculousness that we, we could, we, we called the owner of that 
place the next day and said, Hey, you want to get rid of this? It looks like you don't like it. And long story short, he did. He wanted to get rid of it. And we essentially took his problem and we wanted it and we turned it into against the grain and it stopped being that and became what we wanted. So it was really kind of like planets aligned stroke of luck for very little amount of money. And, you know, with very little experience, we lucked into that spot and that's how we got it. So fast forward to how you're going to like operate in that. Like we, we never really could rely on it as a baseball stadium brewery because we never saw success there as that. So we did, we just kind of, we were mindful about doing that and never did. It really kind of sounds to me like a romantic comedy about beer. you like possibly starring Billy Crystal, the brewery that was trying to getting kicked around and finally finds the one location. Yeah. The the brewery is Meg Ryan. That that is the thing. The brewery is Meg Ryan. I mean, this, I, I never would have got that analogy. I just, it's so sounds like that that happened there. Yeah, I mean, this brews for you. It sounds like the this name. Is for you. you guys got the name ready. Now we just got to get the script written. And, <laughs> that's and right. Happens. That, that's how we do it. Absolutely. Okay. Very mm-hmm. cool. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another quick break. We'll be back very soon. We're going to catch up a little bit with uh, Nappy Roots, see what's going on with the Atlantucky, and talk more to Against the Grain Brewery right after this. Looking for a great way to promote your business? CedarStream has what you need. For apparel, stickers, signs, and banners, we're your one-stop shop. There are never any art fees or setup fees. And if you need your items quickly, there's no additional charge for rush orders. Whether you own a brewery, bar, bottle shop, or other business, CedarStream is ready to serve you. Visit cedarstream.com for more info or call 800-686-7488 for immediate assistance. Cedar Street. We print America. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia, for a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery. Set beer free. ReformationBrewery.com on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, Clay 1180 AM in Tacoma, Washington. Catch Beer Guys Radio every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific on KLAY 1180 AM. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio studios at Ironmonger Brewing, and we're talking with Sam Cruz of Against the Grain Brewery. We are. And you know what? Real quick before we get back, we're going to talk to Sam more here in just a minute. But we're going to talk here a minute with our friends from Nappy Roots at Lantucky Brewing and see what they've been up to. So, guys, you got back yeah. recently from the Great American Beer Run Tour, correct? Mm-hmm. How'd that go? What'd you, what did you run into on the Great American Beer Run? It was exciting. It was a two-week tour. Um, we went about um, 14 days and hit about 10 cities. We started off in Evansville. Indiana, 
And now, what was the brewery hit there? Uh, Carson Brewery. Carson Brewery. Um, they had a very nice selection of beer. Um, it was cool because, like, starting in Evansville, we didn't we didn't plan on going to Carson Brewery, but as we're doing shows, people are starting to come to us now. It'd be like tomorrow for y'all leave, you got to come. Words to, getting around, they're yeah, letting you know about those breweries, right? About, okay. It used to be come to see our studios, but now uh-huh. it's come see our brewery, and that's how Carson came about. And Carson is a cool brewery right in Evansville, Indiana. Good stuff. They had a dope cream orange cream sickle. Uh, oh yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, ale. chicks brewing cream like ale. women brewing yeah. in the back. That's cool. Okay, that's cool. It was really nice. Um, and um, we just went from Evansville. We ended up making our way towards the west. Uh, making our way towards Colorado, ended up hitting Trinidad and um, Denver, doing some things in um, that area. Then we shot up to uh, Utah, stopped through Epic okay. in Utah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Uh, I feel like we had Outlaw Brewing um, in Bozeman, Montana. Um, yeah. Great beer. Real quick, for those who don't know, in South, well, in Utah, period, all of the beer is almost half the ABV of I would be half the percentage. Right. It's like three percent or something yes, that they can sell there, right? Sure. Unless yeah. you sell it straight from the brewery. From the, okay, and they can give you a full dosage, but it's got to be in a bottle, and it's got to be it's, it's it's a few rules to it. But you can you can find a bottle of beer with full percentage. You have to take it away. That's what you're saying. I have to take it away directly from the brewery right. to get the full volume, yeah. the full like right. impact of the beer. And yeah. only from the brewery, not okay. the grocery store, not the gas station. Have you heard of what they call Zion curtains in Utah? So it's in bars that make mixed drinks, they have to have a an opaque uh, glass window between <laughs> where they're mixing the drinks and where they're being served because it's not allowed for you to see the alcohol actually being mixed. That is crazy. That's Zion crazier Curtis. than Not some of the shows that. we've done where it's a rope in the middle of the club and under 21 on one side and over 21. All these laws, these no crazy kidding. rules. Yeah, it gets crazy in the Northwest. <laughs> crazy. But it's, it's a great yeah. place and some of the best beer I ever had. Now, guys, you brew with, from Atlantucky Brewing. We've talked to you a few times before on that. So what's up uh, with Atlantucky? I saw the videos you guys have been putting on YouTube, and I see the uh, – the brewery, the man cave slash brewery is uh came along quite nicely uh, there. I've seen it? it from the beginning. But yeah. first I want to say, man, thank you to Mon- Monday Night Brewing and Against the Grain for really, you know, lifting us up and giving us a good head start in the game, giving us a good start, period. And giving us some credibility in the whole beer game as well as motivation. So but yeah, we're coming up more and more, man, just adding pieces to our our nano brewery. And I'll continue to follow our passion as making beer. And we've tried several different kind of beers. Um, some great, some not. You know, and that's it happens, the, right? That's yeah. That's the beauty of it. You know, we we almost got too confident and it happened right right before we did. So um we learned from that. Actually two beers went bad. So we really learned and learned that we have to watch everything and, and stay humble and continue to grow. But check us out at Atlantucky on Instagram. You'll see us step by step, you know, building Atlantucky. Good stuff, guys. We'll definitely keep up with uh, what's going on. And uh, thanks again for joining us. Always a fun time hanging out with you yes, guys. Yes, sure. So, yes, sir. Mr. Sam Cruz, let's get back to Against the Grain now. Sam, you still with us there? Mm-hmm. A little a little sidebar there. But we've we've mm-hmm. opened your Stave It for Later here, Barrel Series Maple Bach and Pastries. Mm-hmm. And it says here this is a, spa- a pastry-style Doppelbach brewed with West Virginia maple syrup. 
So this is awesome. I mean, very rich and smooth. And, you know, that's something, Sam, I was going to mention on your barley wine and, you know, on this Doppelbach and that. It, there's no astringency. There's none of that dark malt astringency you sometimes gets in these kinds of beers. And I very true. really, really like just a really smooth, you know, Doppelbach or, or barley wine or stout or anything. I don't, I don't like any of that astringency. So, uh, but this is, this is pretty awesome. The, the goal is to make something that people will drink more than one of. So trying to get, you know, desirable. <laughs> I didn't realize that West Virginia did maple syrup. That's, that's an unusual thing for me. I mean, it's. God, us neither. Uh, a friend, a friend from, uh, it's actually a collaboration. A friend from Brazil came and I think it was a uh, Murata. I think that's what's on there. Or, or no, no, no. He was any, in any case, he introduced us to a guy who does maple syrup over there in West Virginia. That's I mean, as it. long as you've got the source, um, you know, I want to change mm-hmm. things around and uh, talk about you recently partnered with an entrepreneur to open a brewery in Okinawa, Japan. How did that come about? I uh, oh God, oddly enough, it was uh, one of those chance meetings. We met met some people from the government in Kentucky that were doing business with some Japanese guys and. You know, we had a few drinks and one beer led to another. And the next thing you know, we're talking to some people over there and, and we're sending people over. And now we have a brewery. Okay. It just, we yeah. accidentally opened a brewery in Japan. It happens there. I mean, now, I, oddly enough, I hate to say that it is such a like, yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah kind night. of the way it yeah. happened there. Huh? So the recipes that you're brewing there, are you keeping them the same or did you have to tweak them to fit the Japanese palace? Um, so we, we're... We have three recipes that go there that are like in, indigenous to home, like to here. Uh, and, and that's kind of just like this is against the grain that is in America. And then we brew a couple beers that are specifically for that market. So it really is kind of a we, we, the brand has to be pure and be real over there. But in addition to that, we also want to make beers that make sense for the market and for the weather and the climate and stuff. So that, that's kind of what we're doing. It is against the grain. Like my, my business partner, Jerry has been over there. God, like countless times. Um, and I think we're going to be back over there next month. So we spend a lot of time there making sure it all works and it's right. Well, talking about travel, you also have an against the grain brand for the European market, right? That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, uh, I, again, it's kind of one of those things where we're like, well, we're sending, we were ex- exporting beer. You know, we've been doing a lot of stuff in Europe for years anyways, but we're exporting beer and we really got over there and started drinking our beers and then other beers in the market. And we're like, man, they're not as good as they are at home, but against the grain belongs here. It belongs everywhere in the world. Like the way we do things, I think is to be against the grain is, is a way of life. So, um, we decided, well, we'll we'll find a partner brewer over there and we'll start brewing our beers there as well. But we decided to make beer specific to market. And so there's a brand that lives there and it's brewed in Norway. So that's something a little different. It's against the grain beer everywhere, but a little different for the Japanese market, a little different for uh, the European market then, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's, 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 it's tailored to the culture and to like the taste of the area. But it is, yeah, the against the grain concept is that everybody deserves the very best beer that they can get no matter who they are or where they are like everyone should have it and it, it it's about you know making sure that we can do that everywhere and and 
that's kind of why we we focus in each market. You know? So are there any other targets on the radar in against the grains world domination takeover plan? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I can't say. Can't say right now. Yes, there are, but I can't tell you about. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm sorry. Is we'll that an evil we'll, yeah, cackle I, mean, I hear? We'll it sounds was, like it yes. could be evil. He put a pinky next to the corner. Yeah, that's right. right there. Absolutely. Little I'm, I'm just going to say nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Okay, that's fair enough. Absolutely. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take another break. We'll be back very soon to talk more with Sam Cruz of Against the Grain Brewer. Are you thinking about opening a brewery in the Atlanta area? If so, take a look at the park at Georgetown. This unique community will feature a collection of restaurants as well as a craft brewery located within the new JW Homes luxury development, Dunwoody Green. Conveniently located less than half a mile from I-285, this enclave of restaurants will be the gathering place in Dunwoody. Crimin Associates, the developer of the park at Georgetown, wants to talk to you. For more information, call Stephen St. Paul at 404-256-2960, extension 5. That's 404-256-2960, extension 5. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram next friday is hawaiian shirt day so you know if you want to go ahead and uh wear a hawaiian shirt and jeans now back to the beer guys radio show and welcome back to beer guys radio show make sure to follow us on the socials beer guys radio on facebook twitter and instagram we're broadcasting from the beer guys radio studios at ironmonger brewing and we're talking with sam cruz from against the grain brewery Sam, Sam, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, something that is a very interesting aspect of Against the Grain Brewery, mm-hmm. and that's your names and labels. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting stuff. And Brian, I think you actually had a question to kind of lead off this conversation. Did you not? I absolutely do. I really want to know when I looked at all your names, looked at your descriptions, I'm like, what comes first, the concept for the beer or the beer name? Because I know when we were homebrewing, a lot of times the beer name came first. How's it working with you guys? It's a name. It's a name. Is it the name? It's the name first. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, is that almost always or the majority of the time? How how often is the name the leader there? Probably about 98% of the time. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> they're, they're more extreme than we ever they were are. homebrewing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's it seems to be working out for you, Sam. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously if someone says like, well, let's make an Oktoberfest. It's like, all right. But when we have we a can't, beer, we don't have a crazy name for it. Exactly. But when we have a beer called, let's make a beer called Watermelon Chicken and Grits. I'm yeah. heard of that. <laughs> yeah, go, go on, go on. It's about it. It's about the name, you know. So I think there was a rap group that did an album by that name. I'm not sure though. Oddly not, enough, not, I happen to be a huge fan of that. And when I was in college, Are you? I think so those guys do beer now. They, they do, man. That's, damn good. You know what? That's a <laughs> that's a great segue to talk here since since you brought it up, Sam. Let's uh, let's roll with it. So that's a collaboration effort you did here with Nappy Roots, which is one of the reasons we wanted to have them come up and join us. Yep. You know, uh, Nappy Roots has always claimed a 
a little Atlanta or a little Georgia, a little Kentucky, a little Atlanta. Uh, how did you guys get connected up to do this collaboration? I mean, well, they're Kentucky natives. So, um, you know, and also we're fans, my, my partners and I, like I said, you know, so, you know, one way or another, we got connected, met them and it was, Hey, let's make a beer. And they kind of told us what, where they were with beer. And it was like, they're, uh, they're beer the, guys, the best. you know, it was like, well, what are we going to do? And for us, it's always the sky's the limit. And I love watermelon, chicken and grits. So we kind of rolled with watermelon, chicken and grits, and we made a beer with watermelon, chicken and grits. Yeah, and it did. It's it's doing so much for us. Like we we get a lot of calls. We get people from all over who's looking for it, trying to get more of it. So um, it's thank you for everything, Sam. Oh, thank you guys. The the whole crew. Thank you. Now, Skinny Scales, when you guys do a collaboration, do you just throw your name on it and then stand back and let them take care of it? No. So no. We like to be involved as much as we can. You know, um. We're not necessarily pushing the buttons on the touch screen yet, but um, we're getting there. You but know. you're there and you're involved with the process, for sure, right? For sure. Yeah. We're not dumping the hops. You know, we're we're taking the grains out. We're watching the whole process. We're partying. We're drinking beer. We're chilling on the outside. And we're uh, talking to the brewer the whole time, learning. The mojo is there. Yeah. yeah I mean, guys, I know from guys hanging are out. Brewers. They're they're involved. They're right. Brewers. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I know from you know hanging out with you guys over the last year or so, the passion. You know, when someone's really passionate about something, you know, the questions they ask and just, you know, getting that knowledge to, and learning. Like you said, guys, we've brewed a lot. We've had some that weren't so good, so we brewed some more. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of the way it go. Well, moving forward, we're going to try to take some of the recipes that um, did work out very well for us and try to scale them up to um, breweries that are, um, you know, open-minded to contract brewing and some things of that nature so we can not necessarily do what we're doing with Against the Grain, but maybe even on a smaller scale, you know, and just work with, um, as we travel, you know, opportunity for us to, to meet with local craft brewers and do something on a small scale locally in their brewery for their community is just as exciting as doing it with against the grain on Monday night. So opportunity to work with brewers and learn from different, um, you know, um, brewers and, and tricks of the trade is what we're looking forward to as we travel and do this, um, pursuit called Atlantucky. So they're serious enough that they have a whiteboard with schedules. <laughs> they and do. Notes they're very and organized ideas. with it. Absolutely. It's, it's extremely organized. I have personally witnessed this. I'm very impressed. It is. It's yes, impressive. Indeed. So. So, Sam, uh, you mentioned to us a little earlier, so Watermelon Chicken and Grits is coming back out, correct? That's right. You can get it again with even more watermelon September 2nd at my (laughs) pub in Louisville, Kentucky at Louisville Slugger Field. Or you can hang loose and you'll find it in distribution on Nappy Roots Day, which is September 16th. Exciting times we're in, man. It's good stuff, man. It's not a game. It's not a game. Now, Sam, we have just got an absolute laundry list of stuff that we could discuss, but uh, because we do have some time limits here, we're going to go into, we're going to cover what we can. Brian, you're looking at me and shaking a pan at me. Do you have something you'd like to say? Well, you know, they've got a restaurant and a smokehouse at their brewery, and we'd like to talk about the unique regional dishes we see with different breweries. We see that you have a Kentucky Burgoo. Yeah. Is that how you, I don't even know what that is. Burgoo. This is, but Tim knows and he's very excited about this. We want to know what is that and uh, do we need to make it? Do we need to find it? What's what's going on I, I, I with mean, that? I mean, I think you can make it, but finding it's better. You can find it in Kentucky. That's why it's called Kentucky Burgoo. All the different proteins or meats that you can put together into a stew with, with a few like root vegetables. Um, it's really smoky. For us, it is, and obviously we have a smokehouse and an array of different things. So chicken, brisket, turkey, pork, all that stuff, all in one stew, then with root veg, um, and then some corn and stuff like that. It's it's a really hearty, 
stick to your bone stew and it's really good. Okay. It's, it sounds very similar to Brunswick stew that we see a lot of the barbecue places here in Georgia that I think that that is kind of a Georgia thing. Mm-hmm. Brunswick stew, which you, you take the meat, the little end pieces of meat that are left, sure. the veggies uh-huh. you got left over, throw them in a pot, put a little, uh, put a little tomatoes in there and some broth mm-hmm. and baby, you got a stew going. We put beer. It's, we put it's beer marvelous. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I don't know if it's stay, I don't, I'm not an expert in Brunswick stew, but I believe in some places they, also put some of the barbecue sauce in there. Yeah. You get a little tang, a little spice Absolutely. from it. So. Some Kentucky Burgoo and beer, mm-hmm. Brian. we got to put that on the list. That sounds good. Well, Sam, you know, you guys have a lot of beers that are really well known. You've got your Stout Series. You have 35K, 70K. And I was going to ask you if there's a 105K or 140K coming, but Brian actually tells me that he saw just recently a 270K was added to Untapped. Uh, what's up with 270K? I, I Huh? I don't. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Was you that a fan take making a look, something up? Take a look at it on Untapped. Uh, see what you find. Yeah, out. I don't know. Seventy um, K is pretty intense, right? Yeah, two seventy skinny. What you think about that one? It's just two of the. It's one hundred and seventeen ABV. On that that one, beer needs so. to go on a diet. Yeah, think, oh, yes. I'm good on that. The seventy K takes me to the moon and back. So yeah. Well, uh, moving on, you guys have uh, Bowen Luke yeah. is a very popular beer. You do a lot of variants on that. You do a uh, a big release around it. Yep. And it's it sounds like that beer has kind of an unusual charitable beneficiary there yeah, for the upcoming release event. Tell us about it's that. It's got wheels. We're going to be releasing that in late October. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to do the announcement next week on that. We do variants for the beer. It's a smoked imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels. The variants this mm-hmm. year are super unique, but I can't tell you. you got to wait till it's on social media. You can tell us. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> I, 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 I did not like smoked beers until I had this yeah, one. I, so you had no. Bo and Luke? <laughs> that was the change of You heard it from yeah. Scales. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask, what's the deal with smoked beers? Because they're not, you know, they're, they're very unique to me. Like, you know what? That is a long you, subject. I think it's like barbecue, we'll but it's not like barbecue. Yeah. We'll get into that soon. We'll talk about that it's one. Something, something we love. But as far as like the charity benefit, like th- this is really kind of close close to my heart. Uh, Squalus Puppeteers in Louisville. We do a pre-sale. We only have, I want to say we only have like 400 or 500 of each of the variants. So that's not a lot when it comes down to it, uh, bottles of that. So the proceeds from a pre-sale for that will go directly to this uh, this organization called Squalus Puppeteers. And essentially they make these puppets and they do these shows and they do a lot of things to benefit kids that have been abused and that need some help and are looking for ways to communicate. It's, it's an incredible organization that I care a lot about. Well, Nappy Roots would love to get involved. Cool. With there you that. go. They're there, there again, you man. You got them wanted again. Absolutely. Well, Sam, uh, we're about to run out of time here, but what else can folks look out for from Against the Grain? We have so much going on. Uh, one of my most, my, my like the most favorite beers that we have is called McFanny Ball. And it's a beer patterned after Isla Scotch. And it's one of my favorites that we've ever made. And it, it just, if you can get it, get it. And if you can't, I'm sorry. And it won't hit national distribution. It'll just be you know spots here and there. But it is truly one of my favorite beers we've ever done. And it literally means... I think this is the most PC way I can say it. Son of. <laughs> wow. Okay. Didn't well, see that coming. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us, Sam. If people want to keep up with what's happening at Against the Grain, what's the best way to do that? Look for us online. You can go to www.atgbrewery.com. You can find us on Twitter, ATG Brewery, on Instagram, ATG Brewery, uh, or Facebook. 
ATG Brewery. And if you want to follow us locally, ATG Smokehouse. Easy enough, right? Yep. Sam, thanks again. We do appreciate it. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Coming up next week, we'll be talking with Athens, Georgia's Monk's Meat. Remember to subscribe to Beer Guys Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app, and please do leave us a review. If you really enjoy the show, consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Our patrons get early access to all shows, exclusive content, and other very cool swag. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, Your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang.